Hey everyone, Mario Barecki here, and I am known as the Conversation Guy. I'm also the founder of MediaMar, and at MediaMar, we help thought leaders craft and distribute conversations that convert. I believe everything starts with a conversation. I believe conversations are the most powerful way to create connections, to create relationships, and to create opportunities with each other. So everything has a basis in conversation. And on this podcast that you're about to listen to, I'm going to have 10-minute conversations with thought leaders to do just that, create relationships, create opportunity, but more importantly, to convey value, value from them and their perspective and how they operate on a daily basis, and to really tell a story that can bring some value and positivity tips, tricks, ideas, what have you, to your life to make it better. So sit back, relax, buckle in. It's going to be a wild ride. I know those things don't quite go together. Sit back, relax, and buckle in. But it's going to be a lot of fun, and we're going to get the conversation started right now. And as always, don't forget, if you like what you hear, please rate and review our podcast. I'm super excited to have Ryan Cote here with us today, and he's just a really cool dude. I mean, we've had a couple conversations, and like what he's doing with his with the business that he has and his company and just his the way that he that I'm able to connect with him his uh, he's just super down to earth a really cool dude and he brings a lot to the table so I can't wait to bring him on the line he's the director of digital services and partner at Ballantine he's a third generation it's which is a third generation family owned direct mail and digital marketing company based out of Fairfield New Jersey Ballantine has been serving small business clients since 1966 when it was founded by Ryan's great uncle Ryan has been with his family's agency since 2003 and today he manages the growing digital marketing division from lead generation to marketing strategy for small businesses Ryan and his company rise above and get featured rise above the get featured quick schemes so often attributed to digital marketing he loves to geek out on technical marketing talks as well as work with real world business owners about growing their book of business in today's online world you can find more about him at valentine.com and grab all his social links they are in the show notes so make sure you go there and check that out and i love the i love the family-owned business uh it's just it's so cool to have that go from generation to generation something we're going to talk about here in a minute ryan welcome to the show hey mario how's it going happy to be here Good man. Hey, I, let's let's just dive right in. I want to talk to you about your your business first and foremost because I love the family-owned business thing. I mean, I've you know my my family has a business. My father's a chiropractor. Of course, I'm not a doctor, but I've worked with him with you know some acquisition things and you know doing some coaching with some of his patients from like a weight uh, weight loss perspective when I first got into the industry. So I love the idea. My mother works at the office. She's the office manager. My sister works there. Oh, wow. nice. So I love the idea of a family business, and it's not as easy as it sounds, right? I'm sure that you've you've discovered that, but. Getting into a family business, even though you have a family business, doesn't mean you're going to get into the family business, right? So you have to make that decision to go ahead and do that. I have a lot of people come up to me all the time and say, why aren't you a chiropractor? And I say, well, I just wasn't called to do that, right? But people just suppose that because your family has a business, you're supposed to do the family business. So you made the decision to get into Ballantine and do what you're doing and be the marketing lead. What made you decide, I want to get into the family business? Yeah, it's a good question. I honestly didn't, I had two jobs outside of college, so there was never any pressure put on to join, or at least I could, that I can remember. And like you said, there has to be a fit. There wasn't a need for marketing in the beginning. They, you know, my uncle and my dad were just doing straight outbound sales to get new clients, referrals and all that. And so let's see, 2003, I started, started to get in the itch. Uh, my brother, Matt joined the company 
so it's myself, my two brothers, my uncle. It's not just me. Um, we all have different roles. So definitely not just me growing this business. But Matt joined. And I think that's like, when I started getting the itch to be cool to work with him, my uncle, my dad. And I just spoke to them. I said, hey, I'm, I'm thinking about I'd like to come into the business. And so at that point, they had no marketing person. But it made sense because we want to do trade shows and online marketing and build a website and all that, you know, promote the website. So that's, you know, that's kind of how it started. When you were growing up, was there a time where you were like, I don't know what I want to do. I don't know what I want to do yet, but I'm definitely not getting into the family business. Did you ever have that phase? So I knew I, I knew I always wanted to do marketing. I don't know if I fully understood what my dad did because it's back in the day, it was just pure direct mail production, the stuff that you get in your mailbox. Um, so it's not like the sexiest thing in the world. So I, you know, but I knew I wanted to be in marketing in, you know, he worked a lot of hours. There were some weeks where he was working hundred hours in the very, very beginning, trying to build it with my uncle and my great uncle and uh, my grandfather. And so, no, I, I don't think I ever, I, I, I don't think I ever thought I didn't want to be in the business, but it's never was something, it was never something that was talked about. Like, you know, Hey, you should come in and join. If that makes sense. I think it's cool though, that, you know, when you get into it, like the way that you did, because you you have ownership of it. You know, you have that ownership feel to it because it is yours, it's your family's. But at the same time, it's not just yours. You know, you have your brothers, you have your uncle, you had your dad, right? So it's like it's a real team effort and it's, you know, blood is thicker than water, right? So it's more than just you and some buddies or you and employees. It's, you know, your heart and soul is invested in that, but you also have other people who are coming from the same aspect. It is a different since so my brothers and, and I became partner and to that partners of my uncle in 2018. And it is it is much different, you know, because you're you are you're right, like your actions affect them. If if God forbid, I did something really stupid, my you know, it would affect all them because, you know, there's, you know, dealing with the banks and all the stuff that you have to have all the ducks in a row when you have the business. And, and so and the fact that you all, you know, at least I know we all feel this way, everyone wants to pull their own weight, you want to feel like you're, you're doing your part. Um, equally with everyone trying to grow the business. So this, you know, it's, it's a different dynamic, but it's, it's, you know, it's cool. I really like it. How do you keep that line with your brothers between family and business so that you can do business as business, but then family as family? So I don't see them at much outside of work except for holidays because I'm with them every day talking to them a lot. So they've got their own friends. I have my own friends. Um, and so it's not like we're always together talking about business. Yeah, of course, in the holidays we do. Um, but we talk about it so much at work that once we leave work, it's sort of shut off to an extent. Um, so it's something we've always been just conscious of having our own lives outside of work with our own friends. And um, I think that's made a big difference for sure. Let's switch gears just for a second here, because one of the things that I find so interesting about your, your company and what you do is the fact that it was founded in 1966. 1966, for those people listening who may be younger, there was no internet then. There was no cell phones then. It was direct mail, right? Direct mail. And there's probably radio, TV, those types. TV was probably just getting started at that point as far as an advertising strategy goes. But so your company went from traditional, there's probably magazines, right? Back then, newspaper, traditional media to today's digital landscape. And now today, when I scroll, scroll my social feed, it seems like almost everyone has some that are that is an online entrepreneur in some way, shape, or form is in digital marketing or digital advertising or whatever. But you guys have been in it since the beginning and made the transition from traditional to digital. 
what what's that like because that's a whole different dynamic and i think it gives you a lot more chops because you know you were you've been in it so long in all these different formats yeah uh, i could i can kind of give you the evolution and and how we did it and try to give your your listeners some some um you know it's kind of like lessons of how we did it and pitfalls and all that so we started out in, in 66 and back then it was actually print and ship work so let's say you have a company and you need brochures for something you know, you would call Ballantine and we would print it and we'd ship it to your office. It's called print and ship work. I don't think we did print ads, like media placements like that. I don't think we did. I think it was all purely print and ship work. And then we realized that people want to mail the stuff too. So that's the direct mail part of it. So that now you, now you need to have mailing services. So we added the mailing, also called letter shop. So now we did print and mail, so direct mail. And then in the 90s, we started doing creative in the early 2000s. We started doing creative, so copy and design. And this was just a natural evolution. Clients were asking for it. And so we added that in. I joined the company in 2003. I was the director of marketing, you know, a department of one, but director of marketing for like 10 years, give or take. My, my dates might be a little bit off, but, and then, you know, I, I've always had a, a passion for digital marketing. So, uh, you know, on the side, I was doing like e commerce, affiliate marketing, SEO, and all these different things. I just had a real going back to like, college i remember selling things on ebay and having my own uh, i get the crazy things that i've tried i mean i can try to sell making my own supplements which i'm pretty sure would be illegal now but um selling them on ebay but anyway um so i came to my uncle and dad i said i think we can do digital for for our clients and all i really knew back then was seo we so we started with seo but then we you know we started offering a little bit of social media but outsourced and then my brother scott joined in 2014 and that's when you know, my other brother, Matt, he's on print. So I was by myself for a while. And when Scott joined, I had someone else to kind of like brainstorm with. And that's when I've noticed that things really started to, uh, and he also has different strengths than I have. And that's like another lesson is playing to your strengths. Um, so we started getting bigger clients and enabled us to hire someone. And I still remember that first time when we, we, we got a client that was going to, the retainer was going to enable us to hire someone. We were all hugging and it was, uh, it was pretty cool. Um, and so fast forward to today, um, we have 10 people on the digital side. Everyone has different special, everyone has different specialties. Uh, one thing I have learned just from this whole process is really, I, I know this advice has been given before, but like I lived it. So it's very true is being crystal clear about who you serve and what you do best. And then really just focusing on that up to that point, we were kind of taking whatever came to us. And then 2017, we started losing a lot of clients, big ones too. It was very difficult. Um, and then I was like taking a step back and be like, well, what is going on here? And we just got crystal clear on who we service best. Uh, and this is purely on the digital side, um, who we service best and what we do best. And then we just, you know, laser beamed onto that and things, I wouldn't say it was like an instant turnaround, but it was, it was noticeably different. And by, you know, the following year, we were in a much better position, getting a lot of clients and growing the team again. What do you love most about what you do? I like what I like most is the day is very different. Every day is a little bit different. And so I'll work on sales one day, then I'm speaking to clients and speaking to the team, um, working on different strategies for, for clients or for the, that we can introduce to clients. Um, now, now in like COVID times, I'm in the office now, but yesterday I was in my home office. Now my, my location is varied. So I think it's the variety. I find at least my, myself, you know, my personality doing the same thing every day, you know, the same commute, you know, it's like a slow death for me. I just, I can't do it. Um, and so the, I need that variety. So I would say that's what I like the, you know, the best. 
do you thrive from being busy? Like when your calendar's packed and you're going one thing to the next, does that energy carry you or are you someone that likes downtime and, you know, likes to kind of veg out on your own in between different activities? It's funny you asked this question because this morning when I was going through my morning routine and the journaling part, I was listening to something and this was actually the topic of conversation is about like being addicted to busy. If you're ambitious and you're, and you're always busy, busy, busy. Um, I would say, yes, I am. I get my worth, I guess, if you want to call it that, you know, maybe that's not the right word, but from being productive and feel like I'm contributing. And I think that's a te- my tendency is to, when I feel like things are slow to create things to work on. And so I I'm conscious of it now and I'm trying to also take a step back and look around and be like, you know, here's what I'm grateful for. Here's what I have, my family and friends and all that stuff. But yeah, I think, I think that's pretty common for ambitious people. You, you get addicted to being busy and busy, 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 but you never actually take a moment to acknowledge, you know, what you have in the present moment, I guess. Yeah. I noticed that a lot with people who are high achievers that, you know, but it, well, the question that I always ask my clients when we're talking about how busy they are is, you know, they'll say, oh, I did this, this, and this. I was so busy. And then my question is always, but were you productive? Because that's the real question. Just because you're busy doesn't mean you're productive. And But if you're a high achiever, then, you know, you fit the pieces together and you kind of figure it out. And you can be busy productive. But it's still some people just thrive off of that. Like if they get downtime in between meetings or whatever, they get tired. It like zaps their energy. They get lethargic. But if it's one after another, after another, go, 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 then that's how they feed their energy and that's how they get things done. So I'm always curious to know, because some people are like, I just want to do my thing. I want to be in a calm space. I want to like, you know, have everything scheduled and mapped out. And some people are like, I just want to go. I just need to get stuff done. I need to be always on the move. And so it's really interesting to hear the different sides of things. Do you have people that you work with or maybe your brothers or whatever that are the opposite of you? Um, let's, yeah, I mean, I think, I I think my brother Matt and, and, um, I think me and Scott are very similar. Um, he probably works more than me, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, you know, Matt and my uncle John, I think they do a better job of like balancing work and I mean, they still work a lot. I'm not saying they don't work, but I think they do a better job with family balance you know, work, work life balance. So that's, that's the good thing when we talked about earlier in the show about, you know, having responsibility as if it's your own, but you know, amongst family like that is because I'm sure the output that you get from you and your brothers and your uncle are, are is at a high, greater, more impactful level than anyone you could hire to put them in a position like that. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. There's something else I wanted to say that you touch upon that you had mentioned. Um, and it is escaping me now. But if I think about it, I'll come back to it. Well, we can always talk about it on the next show because Ryan's promised to come back for round two, and I'm really looking forward to that. I want to remind everyone to find you at ballantine.com and connect with you across all social media. All those links, of course, can be found in the show notes. Ryan, thanks so much, and I look forward to picking it up on the next show. Thanks, Mario. Hey, everyone. I want to sincerely thank you for listening to the podcast. It really means a lot to me. Conversations are what I thrive on. It's something that I believe is so important for each and every one of us to have conversations that matter, to have conversations that connect us, to create relationships with each other. So the conversation that I have with the guests that are on the show, the conversations that the guests and I create to have with you are equally important and a great way for you to have 
conversations with us is to rate and review the podcast. So if you could go to Apple Podcasts, go to wherever you listen to your podcasts and rate and review this, it is much appreciated. And you can always find us at MediaMario.com. If you go to MediaMario.com, you can find all the things there. If you want to connect with the guests that I had on today or guests that I've had on the show in the past, you can go to MediaMario.com and get their information. If you want to connect with me and have a conversation with me, I welcome that. All my social links everywhere that you can find me all over the web is at MediaMario.com. So go there, visit us, connect with us. I'd love to have conversations with you. I hope you found value in today's show, and I can't wait to bring you the next conversation on the next episode of The Conversation Guy. Until then, have a wonderful day, and we'll talk to you real soon. 